Welcome to Bellies, Babies, and Birth. My name is Amy Vanderlinden, and I'm a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health and myofascial work. I have a passion for helping women thrive throughout pregnancy, delivery, and that postpartum period so that they can get back to the activities they love. This podcast is to help provide education and resources and also to build community, particularly here in the Phoenix Valley. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth. Uh, We've been missing you for a little bit in the summer, but we are back, and I'm so glad to have my friend Heather Wiest on today, and she's a yoga instructor. I'm going to let you tell her, I'm going to let her tell you more about that, but um, I'm really excited that our paths crossed. I'd heard about her from three different friends um, that were unconnected to each other, but um, really excited that you're going to be doing some classes for us when we finally open the new space, whatever that may be, not going down that rabbit hole. But um, why don't you just tell us a little bit, Heather, about you and your family and sort of how you got interested into and involved with yoga? Great. Yes, I am Heather and I am blessed. My little company name is Love, Serve, Inspire. And I came into my first um, yoga class in 2001, so it's been 18 years now that I've been practicing yoga. And I came to yoga thinking that I would find some relaxation, um, balance out my stressful career that I had as a licensed clinical social worker. And um, I just fell in love from the very first class. I was blessed to have some wonderful teachers and knew that would be something that I would continue on my life path. Um, once I had my two daughters, um, yoga definitely helped me through, um, getting pregnant number one and also in my labor delivery. And so I was very passionate about guiding, especially pre and postnatal yoga as well. Um, so I think everything we experience is for a purpose and all those experiences led me into wanting to stay home with my kids, at least part-time, leave my stressful career and then pursue um, guiding yoga part-time as a business, which has been a blessing. Um, So I'm very grateful to guide yoga, all different kinds. Um, Slow flow, restorative yoga nidra, um, pre and postnatal, anything um, that's just a part of the yoga arena. And also some healing energy work with Reiki. And um, just combining all those different healing modalities to bring um, everyone that comes to my class just a an experience. I hope to create an experience that they'll remember. Well, you definitely have in the classes I've taken with you. Um, and you've opened my eyes to some of the different kinds of yoga. Um, I think a majority of people think of yoga and it's more the traditional flow. Um, I think some people refer to it as Hatha yoga. Um, mm-hmm. And is that what you're referring to when you talk about slow flow? You're still educating me on all the types of yoga you do. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Slow flow, I find, is a little more mindful. We tend to maybe hold the postures a little bit longer or move at a slower pace so that you're engaging the muscles a little bit longer. I find that if I take myself a slow flow class, I'm more sore than I would a traditional vinyasa faster flow class, just because I'm being more mindful in my movement and I'm engaging those muscles for a longer period of time. 
So uh, slow flow to me, um, it's just a little more mindful practice. I love also vinyasa yoga, which is a fun practice to, to participate in as well. So yeah, yoga, there is something out there for everybody, which is amazing. That is absolutely true. And I'm obviously thrilled at what you're going to be able to bring to the practice. And um, I've already benefited so much from the few classes I've taken with you. And I do think, I mean, a a huge part of why we're even growing the space and adding yoga is because um, in my work with pregnant and postpartum moms, like it's just such a great point of something that they're able to do throughout pregnancy even in the later stages and that combination of breath, they just have much healthier recoveries and a better connection with their pelvic floor. And I've just seen the fruit of that and the results from that, that have been such a blessing to me, blessing to my clients. And I'm, I'm really excited about what's going to happen with that. And you teach at several places around the Valley and I'm thrilled about that too, because you know, the more women that can be helped and not just women either, obviously, um, you know, men and benefit from yoga and flexibility and mindfulness and all of the great aspects. Um, talk a little bit, if you would, about how you specifically got into the pregnancy and postpartum and you know, what it is with your class that you do that you feel is so critical for those two groups of people? Yes. So um, when we were trying to get pregnant, it took us two years to conceive. And so I really accredit um, the relaxation that I was able to uh, receive in Shavasana in a regular yoga class, just to connect with my body a little bit more, be more in tune with my body. Um, and so once I was pregnant, I had to teach myself how to modify a normal yoga class. There was no prenatal classes available. So I did research into that when I did my, um, yoga training, I went out to California and trained with Desi Bartlett. She's amazing. And she really encouraged the pre and postnatal combination class, which, you know, I can't even uh, find another one in the Valley. And so we combine pregnant moms and those that are postpartum clear from their doctor and their babies all together in one room and be able to facilitate a yoga class that meets the needs of the pregnant moms, postnatal moms, as well as um, some bonding and some activity with babies. So it's a very unique, wonderful community focused class. It's a little more chit chatty and Um, naturally evolves in conversation throughout the class. We had a little celebration yesterday from a mom that's going to be delivering. And so we just have a a little blessing way, which is another tradition that you can do with moms in many different forms. Um, So those classes definitely build community. And because of that, there's postpartum groups developing and play groups and, and different things. So it's very exciting to be able to join these moms together at the same stage of life and be able to um, facilitate all those connections. So for me, I didn't have that. And so I wanted to help create and build that here in Arizona. Well, you can know, you guys won't be able to see me, but I'm like sitting over here bouncing in my chair and um, (laughs) I was trying not to cry, but it's not working. That's so much what I want. And that's the whole reason we're doing this space. And that's, like that is the heart of the vision that I had for what we're literally building from the ground up. And, um, 
from the first moment we met, obviously I felt a connection to you, but um, you guys, I even went and took Heather's pregnant and postpartum class and I am neither. I mean, technically you're postpartum forever, but it has been quite a while since a birthday child, longer than I like to think about. But um, I just, all those things you said, because initially I was kind of thrown off. Uh, in my mind, I'm like, no, we'll have a pregnancy class and then we'll have a postpartum class. And when you said, oh, we do it together, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And when I went to the class, um, the day I came, there happened to only be pregnant mamas. But um, just in talking more with you about that and that combination, um, all of those things that you just said, it resonated with me because I'm like, well, that's exactly what we're trying to build. Why would I separate that out? You know, my dealing with clients every day, there is such a gap for these new moms of having community. You know, we don't grow up in those cultures with 16 aunts and sisters and moms and grandmas and cousins all around. Um, like they did in lots of cultures where we have those women where we're just seeing how babies are raised and we're just seeing how nursing works. And we know about different breastfeeding and diapering and all these different options. We're not immersed in that at all. And so that's why people are so hungry for community. And so I just love that you combine them. Um, it's so great for the babies, so great for the moms. And, you know, I have new moms too that are frustrated at classes that don't allow that because they're like, what am I supposed to do with my newborn? And like they're nursing and just to have that space where all of those things are okay. And yeah, so you guys, even though it was a pregnant postpartum class, I still got plenty out of that class for stretching and breathing and mobility, just saying also. Yes. Um, so where did you get the idea or what made you think about or maybe it was kind of accidental at first or maybe it was completely intentional but what made you do it in combination well the training that I did with Desi Bartlett she definitely um guided us to be able to do the combination class I mean if you had more time and freedom you could do separate classes if you had enough moms to create one or the other but that was my initial uh, vision of how to facilitate the class just because, you know, you don't have, you know, 15 moms and babies there at one time. It's very seasonal with pregnancy and newborns. And so I would say the maximum we ever usually have in a class are six and which is a great number to have just to build that community and the babies that, that are there and be able for me to um, offer that individualized attention for each mom that's, that's there, you know, considering what's going on in their pregnancy or their postpartum, if they're C-section, so on and so forth. So um, I find that I think if you separated the two, you just wouldn't get as many mamas together. Or if you did, if you build up the community resources around that and, and the um, advertisement for the class, you could build those classes as well. But I really think the first new time moms that are just pregnant and they get to watch a nurturing mom love on their baby and care for their baby throughout the class, whatever is needed, is just a great example. Like you said, the family members may not be in the same city. Um, so for them to have the example of other mothering styles and where everything is accepted because everybody has their own um, viewpoints on how to parent. And so that's, of course, all accepting because every mama and child are different. Absolutely. And I don't, I mean, I guess we'll see how things play out, but I don't think I'd want to separate it out. I right. just think, like you said, 
people, moms are constantly, I'm in lots of mom Facebook groups and they're constantly asking, you know, what did you do if you wanted a hospital birth, but natural, or how did you guys do this? Or how did you guys do that? And to have that built in community of new moms, you know, experienced moms, maybe some of the mamas are on baby number five, you know, and then you've got a mama who's pregnant with number one and all those different pieces of it. I think I'd rather just offer more times than split it out. I, I'm sure maybe some people would be like, oh, I'd rather not be in yoga where there's infants crying. Like maybe that'll be a thing. I don't know. But, um, and even in our space, you know, it's a bit bigger, but we're still going to keep classes to 12 to 14 max. And so I think that's an important point you brought up about size and being able to acknowledge and deal with each woman and where they're at and help them with modifications. And I, I mean, I also loved your use of blankets and bolsters and blocks. And so my husband has wonderfully been doing so much research on ordering that stuff. He's been so, so great about it. So sweet. He's like, so I've figured out what order we need. And he, I, even that he was talking to you, I was like, you talked to Heather? It's like, yeah, I talked to Heather. Like, who else would I ask? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, One so of that the was best great. things about those classes too, is just that mamas linger after and they can continue connecting and they go out to lunch and they do things together. They share their phone numbers. And it's just so awesome for me as a guide and a teacher to watch those connections evolve and continue even after they graduate from the class or they move out or move on. Right. Well, and absolutely they'll be able to have some coffee or tea or just grab some water at the space. So absolutely. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. Well, tell me, so you've been educating me on lots of things uh, since we met. Tell me a little bit more about, so you clarified slow flow versus more regular flow or vinyasa flow. Talk a little bit about the Nidra. Okay. Well, restorative is also a popular um, practice as well. So restorative yoga is designed to relax the body and take the nervous system from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. So we would do postures that you're supported by the bolsters and the blankets and you get comfortable to where the body can really let go and surrender. Um, sometimes there's a little stretching involved there too, which is more yin-like. They say yin yoga is deep stretching for a longer hold. Restorative is more using the props to support the body and allow yourself to relax. So there's a class I love to guide. It's restorative yoga nidra. And yoga nidra means yogi sleep. And so um, we guide you through a 30 to 40 minute guided relaxation that involves um, breath, body scan, visualization, and positive intention setting. And so once the body is relaxed, we can guide you through that and bring your intentions at the deepest cellular level of the body when the body is very calm and relaxed and ready to receive those intentions that you create in the class. Um, so it's a very, very therapeutic form of yoga in a sense that um, you're able to really um, lower your cortisol levels really bring your body back into balance and ease and peace where it wants to be, but our world and our circumstances take us other places. So it's a great practice to bring you back to your center. Well, and I think too, yeah, it's, that's wonderful. Um, and we will definitely have to find ways to incorporate those classes. Um, and I know you've done the, the one combo with journaling yeah. too, that, 
even we talked about quarterly as a workshop because that involves some journaling, some goal setting, some reflecting um, that was incredibly powerful. And obviously with my work with clients that either from pain or trauma, often both, um, when you look at the statistics about miscarriage and infertility and sexual trauma of some sort, the chance that women don't have some aspect of those things. And then, like you said, cortisol levels is any stress. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, illness is literally dis-ease in the body. And so the health benefits, never mind, you know, I do a lot of things to get people out, you know, to calm the autonomic nervous system, to get them out of sympathetic as well. And so I'm just really thrilled that you're so skilled in that. Um, and that that is something that you, I know you've done that for your own work and invested mm -hmm. in your own uh, reflection in yourself and your growth that way. And that I think is a lot of where the depth and power comes from because you have a deep, deep, deep well you draw from lady. Um, and I That's love right. that. <laughs> Very deep. Yeah, that was, the, that was the first modality of yoga that I was drawn to just because of my social work profession and also just my life journey. So yes, it, I found it very healing for myself. And because of that, I can share that healing opportunities with others. Well, and speaking of your very deep well, do you mind if we talk about your faith a little bit? I would love to. Um, of course, I love your business name to love, serve, inspire, and you excel in all three of those. Um, I know some people have feelings that yoga is strictly um, physical, exercise-based. I know others, um, some might be concerned about the religious implications. Um, and I, you know, the work I do and energy and, um, you know, you're also skilled in Reiki, but a lot of um, people in certain faiths are not comfortable mentioning something like chakras or energy work um, when really those are just physical centers in us and energy is just how light and movement happen in the body and it's all around us all the time. And so I find that your blend, uh, I think that's the word I want to use, your blend and integration of that. Um, there's no conflict. There's no dissonance with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a place that a lot of people struggle to get to where they don't feel as though some piece is at odds with another piece, whether it's their belief systems or their faith or mm -hmm. their physicality. Um, so anything on any aspect of that that you want to share, I would love to hear. Sure, absolutely. So when I did start practicing yoga, um, I was a strong Christian. Um, I accepted Christ when I was a child and went through some really troublesome times in my childhood. So I wasn't raised in the church at all, but my grandparents knew the Lord. And so I, it was my choice to be a Christian. It was my choice to follow Jesus and to really learn about him and his character. And, um, so, you know, throughout my childhood, I didn't really have that upbringing, but I, I felt God with me all the time through the highs and the lows and um, developed my own desire to read the Bible and so on and so forth as a teenager. So my faith was definitely a huge part of my healing work just because um, our bodies are body, mind, and spirit. And so I knew, you know, with the forgiveness aspect and just knowing that I was forgiven helped me to show grace and forgiveness to those that had hurt me in my past. Um, so when I first came to yoga, 
you know, I was really kind of naive. I didn't really think about um, where yoga came from. I just, I did think of it as a physical form, that it was a way that I could relax. And then as I, as I came into practicing more, I felt closer to God. I felt like it was a meditation for me, a moving meditation. Um, I know for everybody, it's a little bit different experience, but the word yoga actually means union um, of body, mind, and spirit. It does have roots in Eastern Hinduism, but yoga is not a religion. It can be practiced by any faith. And so I believe whatever your faith is, you can connect to that faith through moving your, your breath, your body, um, your mind, your will, your heart, and your soul. And so um, when you look at the word breath, it actually means spirit moving through you. And so it's just really fascinating to work with the breath and notice um, just God's spirit working through you. So there's so many ways to take yoga. So the way I guide is, um, you know, I, I have to be authentically me. And so my classes are themed. I do bring in some intentions, whether they be psychological, emotional, sometimes spiritual, but it's, it's an accepting, loving environment where anybody could take from what they want from that practice. Um, so yes, love, serve, inspire, but through love, serve one another. That is my motto. And I just hope that um, I can demonstrate love for every single person that comes into my classes. And for me, it has deepened my faith, practicing yoga. And I think um, the more we can connect to our body and our breath, we can feel the presence of God. Well, obviously, I agree 100%. And I think even for people who may not really have any particular faith, and they do just want to be healthier or to feel better or to help with relaxation or pain, anything that uses the breath, like you said, that's so much power moving through you, uses the breath and can enhance that awareness, they're going to have all those other benefits. They're going to have more ease. They're going to have less stress. They're going to have decreased cortisol. And, you know, I, I don't run into too many people these days that aren't needing and looking for more acceptance and more love. And so that wins. I mean, there's nothing more powerful, regardless of what you believe. Like, you don't have to believe in God necessarily, not to be a person of faith, but love wins. And um, you can definitely feel that when that's at the heart of things. And I think people feel that from you outside yoga, you know, wherever you are with your bright light. Um, what, what else would you just love to share? Like what questions do you not get to talk about much or not get asked or, you know, as you're leading and guiding and you're just sort of being that teacher, mm-hmm. what things do you not get to share because you're holding that space? I think it's really important as you, you know, increase the number of classes that you teach or how many appointments you guide, it's very important to just stay connected and be able to recharge and refuel yourself. And oftentimes that can get out of balance. You know, as my first profession as a social worker, I found that I was definitely not balanced and I was looking for something to help me find that balance. So whatever we are doing as as health professionals and givers, we have to make sure that we're taking time every day to center ourselves and to recharge and refuel. And for everybody, that's a little bit different. So I know for me, 
that I have to kind of like mentally schedule in so that I'm making sure that I'm taking care of myself because I really can't offer a whole lot unless I'm taking time to sit and receive in meditation in prayer in um, my own yoga practice or taking a class or, you know, doing anything like that, being balanced with my family and my personal life as well. You know, today I'm celebrating, my husband and I are celebrating our 26th wedding anniversary and we've dated for 30 years. So just, um, it's just a miracle just how our, our life really is good. And just taking that time to reflect as well, being grateful, no matter what your circumstances are, there's always something to be grateful for. And just really that the key word of balance, you know, bringing balance in your own life, because I really think when you are balanced in your own life, that's reflected in what you do in your work, in your service. And uh, it's a testimony to everyone around you. Beautifully said, my friend, beautifully said. Well, one of my key phrases that I use with clients um, is that I love helping women find joy again and to thrive. So they're not just living, they're not just surviving, but really feel that sense of vibrancy that I think the word thrive encompasses. And so in your work and in all that you do, where, if you had to pin down like the one area you get to kind of feel that word thrive, what, what would it be? Ooh, thrive. Hmm. You know, at the end of a class, when everybody is just super relaxed and you see when they first come into class, they're a little on edge. You can tell they're not in a good space. And at the end, they're a completely different person. I thrive in watching just, it's not necessarily me at all. It's just the practice of the class, the whole connection with mind, body, breath, um, mental everything, and just watching the effect of the practice. So I know when that person leaves, they're leaving a little more calm and peaceful and a little more centered to where they can manage whatever is going on in their life. So I thrive watching that effect from the beginning to the end of a class, definitely. I can see how that would be super rewarding to see that shift happen in such a relatively short amount of time. Um, it's, it's incredibly impactful and something I'm certainly looking forward to having more access to in my routine. Um, any last thoughts yes. or words you'd like to share? Well, I just, I am so excited for the healing space to open and just another great resource in the Valley and just kudos to you, Amy, for having a vision and just drawing amazing collective group of women together to um, create this healing space. So it takes a visionary. You're definitely one of them. So we're so grateful for you um, and just for you getting the word out and just being who you are. And um, we know that everything will work out in the perfect timing. We are certainly trusting for that, aren't we? Um, well, and where can people connect with you? I know you've got a website. I do have a website. It's real simple. Um, loveserveinspire.com. My class schedule is always updated there. It always shifts and changes depending on uh, what's happening in uh, the seasons of life. I do have a blog post. Um, I usually blog the themes of my classes. So they may be reblogged if I'm redoing themes, but they're always the current one on the website. I do have free audio meditations there as well, which is great. I think there's seven or eight of them, short to long, uh, different meditations that are free and accessible. 
to anyone. And um, so, and feel free to connect with me there. I'm on Instagram at Love Serve Inspire, Facebook, Heather Taylor Wiest, and um, always email, phone, anything. I know Amy's going to put a link up to uh, an article that was put out today, with a little more information as well. Yeah, we'll definitely post the link. She was in Voyage Magazine, you guys. So we'll definitely post the link to that. And we'll put your website on there as well. And I'll have Cassie look the tech stuff's not my fave. Um, but we'll also, um, see about linking to each other's blog posts. So you can make it easy for people to find that stuff because, um, I know I've given a couple clients, some of the meditations, because sometimes that can be really helpful, um, for reducing pain and their mindfulness as I'm working with breath and stuff with them. So thank you so much, Heather. I'm working on a new meditation too. So there'll be a new one coming up in the next week or two. Awesome. Well, stay tuned, you guys. Make sure you connect with her website and the show notes and everything. We'll get this out soon. And Heather, you can share it out with your community too. Maybe even make a blog post about being featured on the podcast. And that way, um, remind your community of your, the resources and everything as well. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Another episode of Bellies, Babies, and Birth. And thank you most of all, Heather, for taking the time to be on here with us today. I appreciate it. And thank you, Amy.